forgive me, but here we go. Let's take a look at the third chapter of Colossians. It's page 156 in uh, the New Testament part of your Bibles, and you can find those in, uh, under the seat in front of you. <clears throat> We're in the third chapter, starting at the first verse of Colossians, which leads off from where we just finished hearing uh, the lesson read for us this morning. And uh, let's take a look at it together. So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever in you is earthly, fornication, impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming on those who are disobedient. These are the ways which you once also followed when you were living that life. But now you must get rid of all such things, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have stripped off the old self with its practices and have clothed yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. In that renewal, there is no longer Greek or Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave and free, but Christ is all and in all. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word and deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, two things that I want to kind of share with us this morning. Kind of two thoughts that came to my mind as I was reading this passage of Scripture, kind of falling under kind of two different uh, categories of, of thinking. The first is dying and rising. And the second is old clothes and new clothes, especially as we're kind of getting ready to go back to school. We're going to kind of think about the second part of this passage of taking off the things that don't look like Christ, the parts of our old Adam, and putting on the things that look like Christ. 
the new clothes that God talks to us about in this passage in Colossians. So, dying and rising, and then we're going to look at old clothes and new clothes. So, if we look at the first verse of the third chapter of Colossians, where we started today, we're set, we, Paul says to us, So, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, if you have been raised with Christ. And there is an answer to that question, and it is the answer that comes in the passage that was read to us previously this morning. If you'll go back up and look in the second chapter of Colossians, a little bit farther back up there, on page 156, and uh, verse 12. Let's look there together. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Okay? I love the conversation that's been taking place as we've been working our way through Colossians uh, these last number of weeks, and it's focused on, on baptism and what baptism is all about in our lives. When we were brought to the baptism, to, to baptism, God begins a work in our life. And the first thing that the Bible tells us is that in our baptism, God buries us. And I, I really do like the whole image of immersion. And there are some uh, denominations of the Christian tradition in which uh, uh, children and adults are immersed in their baptism because it symbolizes kind of being put to death having the old Adam uh, put to death in us and all of the things that go along with it. And then when we're raised up out of the waters of baptism, God begins the process and in fact tells us in our, in our passage today that we are, uh, <clears throat> we, the old Adam is put to death and we're raised to a new life and that part of that new life is then to bear the image of Christ in the world in which we live. And so that imagery continues on in our uh, passage of Scripture for today. So we have been buried with Christ in baptism, and we've been raised to newness of life by Christ. And so Paul encourages us here in the third chapter of Colossians this morning, is that since we have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on this earth. And so the first thing that Paul encourages us to do, and we see this language come a little bit later in the passage where he tells us to put on the new clothing that reflects the image of God in the world, but he, he starts by telling us to take off the old clothes which we've been wearing, that do not reflect God, but reflect the old Adam in our lives instead. And there's a list there of the things that God encourages us, that Paul encourages us to put off, that don't bury uh, an image of Christ to the world. And there's that list for us there. Fornication, impurity, it's in kind of two different places in the passage here. Uh, passion, evil desire, greed, anger, Wrath, malice, slander, abusive language, and lying. Just a number of things that 
reflect negatively on the love of Christ in the world and cause kind of the old Adam to be shown in our lives. And he says, put off those things. Take off those clothes. As I was um, uh, spending the last week, I, I've been watching my grandson. I've told you about this before. His parents went back to school for uh, about a week and a half ago, so I've been watching him all day. And I'll tell you what, this is why we have children when we're young, because watching a five-year-old all day long is not, a, is not fun. <laughs> but one of the things that Will's been all excited about this last week is that he's going back to school. And what do you do when you're going back to school? What do you get? You get new clothes, right? So he's been getting some new clothes for school. And one of the things that he's most excited about is his new sneakers. They're red and blue, not because uh, it's like the colors of the flag, but because it's the colors of a Spider-Man. Spider-Man's costume is red and blue. And the thing that he's really jazzed about is that every time he walks, he says, Papa, watch. Every time he stomps his heels, the little lights come on in his sneakers, and he thinks that that's cool. And so he's all excited to be able to go back to school in his new clothes and to look like Spider-Man. And, you know, I think when I was a kid, and I think still today, kids oftentimes want you to buy clothes that allow them to kind of look like somebody else, right? To look like their favorite superhero or their whoever their favorite singer is or whatever it is that they want to look like we want to wear clothes that kind of remind others of that uh, that superhero that we want to emulate and so that's really what paul is talking to us about when he tells us to take off our old clothes those things that we just read and other things that you could add to them and you know what they are we all do in our lives we know the things that don't reflect positively on Christ or on his love for us or our love for others. He says, take off all those things and put on the things that will help you to look like the one you want to emulate. So put on those things that, that will reflect the love of Christ to those around you. And so Paul lists for us then, a few verses later in the chapter that we're reading today, those things that... Uh, that reflect the love of Christ, starting in verse 10. And he says, Close, your, close yourself with the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge according to the image of its creator. You see, what God encourages us to do is to put on those clothes that allow us to reflect the image of our creator to those around us in the world. Clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with meekness, with patience, bear with one another, forgive one another, and above all, clothe yourself with love. And you could add to that anything else that you think of in your life that reflects the love of God to the world around us. You know, we've already been redeemed, and in God's eyes, we already uh, have the perfection that Christ died to give us. That's the good news of the gospel. And yet, in this life, we're called to reflect the love of Christ to those around us. And life is kind of like an ongoing struggle, isn't it, sometimes? The choices we make, whether or not to reflect the love of God in the world or to reflect the old Adam, which so easily raises its ugly head in our lives. And I'm going to share with you this morning a story 
which, uh, you know, I know, and I think it's important for people to understand that pastors are no different than anybody else, you know? Sometimes our <clears throat> humanity shows in some pretty real ways, and I had my humanity show in some very specific ways. This week, I was uh, getting on the freeway. I was going into Chicago for the afternoon, and uh, as I was rounding uh, the corner onto the on-ramp onto the freeway, there's a, a truck stop right there at uh, the entrance to the freeway by my house, and there was a big truck coming on, uh, coming out of the truck stop and heading down the same ramp to get on the freeway. And I had a choice to either kind of gun it and try to get past the truck before I took the ramp onto the freeway or to actually slam on my brakes a little bit and slow down so that I, I wouldn't crash into the truck or uh, cause an accident. So I, I, I slammed on my brakes and all of a sudden behind me, the person that was back there just was not, on, was not happy, you know? And he, he laid on his horn and it kind of uh, made me a little bit irritated. Now, before I go on with my story, I want to, uh, to thank, this will make sense in just a minute. Several of you this week have, um, have sent me birthday cards reminding me that on Tuesday, I will be 70. And I want you to know that I will find a way to get even for that reminder. <laughs> you know, there's something about it that's kind of like, I'm going to be 70, all right? But one of the good things about being 70 is that it reminds me that I am a child of the 70s. I graduated from high school in 1970. I'm going to get back to my story here in just a minute, but i got to kind of lead up to it a little bit. I graduated from high school in 1970, and there were several things in 1970 that were really uh, kind of memorable, and things I remember about the 70s, even based on some of the, uh, the language we used with our hands as I was graduating from high school in 1970. If I did this to you, what, would you, what, does, that, what does that mean? Peace, right? That kind of got started in the 70s during the Vietnam War is when the peace symbol first kind of uh, came into being. And so all of us, still today, if we see somebody raise their fingers, uh, in the V, uh, with these two fingers, we think of peace, right? Um, also, when I was graduating from high school, the, uh, the Jesus movement, kind of maybe the last great revival here in the United States was taking place. People, a lot of young people were, uh, were discovering and coming into a relationship with Christ for the first time. And everywhere, how many of you remember this? Everywhere you went, on the roads, people would do something to kind of show you that, uh, that they knew Jesus. You remember what it was? Anybody? They'd put a finger up, right? One way. Anybody, anybody old enough to remember that? Hands? Anybody? Am I the only one? That can't be. <laughs> no, I see some hands. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not the oldest person in the room. Um, but people would put up their, their one finger to say that Jesus was... The one way and everywhere you went. I remember, you know, vividly uh, the times that I would be out and people would hold up one finger to say that Jesus was the one way to the Father. So that meant one way. And, and we had peace. In fact, there was a song that was written in that time, a little camp song, that uh, anybody remembered the song, and I think it's still sung today. His banner over me is love. I see some hands of people that remember that. And one of the verses of that <clears throat> that kind of 
takes up some of those symbols that were a part of the 70s is that there's one way to peace through the power of the cross and his banner over me is love. It still gets sung today, I think, by kids in Sunday school. One way to peace through the power of the cross. You could do it this way, but if you wanted to use one hand, you just cross your fingers. And so now, back to my story of the, uh, the truck stop and getting onto the freeway. I was getting on the freeway, and uh, the person behind me honked his horn. I mean, you know, it wasn't just a little, sometimes when people are just kind of trying to remind you to move, they'll just go toot, 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 you know, just, just a nice little, but this was just a, a long extended, kind of an angry honk, right? And it made me think of all of my sign language that came back to me, and I wanted to throw to him the, the sign that said Jesus is the one way to the Father, but I inadvertently slipped. <laughs> and, you know, the, the finger next to it managed to come up. Instead of the one way, you know. I'm human, and I'm Irish. And when somebody makes me mad, sometimes I respond in an Irish sort of way. <laughs> and... I want you to know that it felt good <laughs> for just a minute. It felt good. It was like, you turkey, can't you see? There's a big truck there. I'm going to get hurt if I try to get, you know, like, and so I, I got mad. And it felt good for just a minute. And then I started to think to myself, what do you think, Sullivan? You think that really reflected the love of Christ? the person that was mad behind you? And the answer is, of course, what? Not so much, right? Not so much. And it reminded me, and I was thinking about this on the way over here this morning, of something that kind of helped me think about this in a way that I will remember for uh, quite some time. And maybe it will be helpful to you. Because the last verse of our passage from Colossians this morning talks to us about knowing the peace of Christ and about sharing the peace of Christ and the love of Christ, uh, which is the kind of that supreme thing that our passage in Coloss Colossians is talking about this morning as the, the, the new piece of clothing that, that most dramatically reflects God's care for those around us, and that's his love. And I thought to myself, you know what? It's important to remember that there's two ways to respond when we're thinking about sharing the love and peace of Christ, right? There's one way, which is to remind people of the one way to the Father and of his love for us. And there is the other way that we talked about. And life is kind of a choice, isn't it, every day? of choosing which, which way we're going to go, which uh, characteristic we're going to show in our lives to those around us. Will it be to reflect the, the one way to the Father, the love of the one who has redeemed, redeemed us and who has raised us up to new life with him, or will it be the other way that kind of gets mad at the world and uh, takes, takes it out on the world. And there really is, it's kind of a, a good reminder, you know. Which way will I follow on the road 
to the peace that God wants us to share with those around him in the world. And, and my prayer is that as and God reminds us in our passage in Colossians today that God is at work in us. He really is. He's already at work in us. And he will bring to pass those things that he desires to have us reflect in our lives as we surrender to him and let his peace and his love and his uh, care for those around us show in our lives to, to those that we come in contact with every day. So may, uh, may that be a reminder to each of us and uh, uh, just a little bit to remember that there's, uh, there's, uh, there's two things involved here in the choices that we make when it comes to sharing the peace of God. And may we always uh, choose in our lives to show uh, the one thing that leads uh, to the love that we know in our hearts and the peace of Christ that, uh, that we have by sharing the one way to the Father, which is, uh, which is Jesus our Lord. So let's pray together, shall we? Father, we thank you for uh, 